Hey, Chirocasters, Dr. Drew Rubin here. Hope you're having a spectacular day. Um, today, the podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Now You Know and Right. I've been using both of those products for years now and have nothing but good things to say um, about them. Today's podcast is going to be, it, the name is based on the BJ Palmer book, History Repeats. So I hope you enjoy it. And now here's the podcast. Once again, my hero, Dr. Webster, uh, he never uh, had any problem uh, saying his mind. Um, uh, the thing I really liked about uh, what he was talking about here was um, two things. Number one, and, and this is what I want you to really think about. Th- this was filmed sometime in the mid 80s, uh, maybe early uh, 90s, something in that range. Um, here's the amazing thing. He talked about how um, the, the chiropractic profession is uh, still having, was having back then problems um, with adjusting kids. And here's the crazy thing, we still are, right? Does, does anybody know what's going on in Australia? Does anybody have any idea what's going on in Australia? Well, uh, here's what's going on in Australia. Um, several years ago, um, there was a chiropractor in Australia who was adjusting a child, a little baby, and um, uh, the baby was totally fine. There was no problems with this baby whatsoever. Um, but uh, a subsequent uh, a pediatri- pediatric visit, um, they, dis- they uh, discovered um, that they, when the, I guess the pediatrician was maybe palpating his neck or something, they, they felt like um, it was something very bizarre in his neck. So they took an x-ray of his neck and they determined uh, during this uh, particular visit that the chiropractor had broken the child's neck. Even though there was no symptoms, there was no problems, the kid had full mobility, everything was totally fine. Uh, so these people uh, were looking into potentially uh, suing this other chiropractor, and the other chiropractor hired a number of American uh, chiropractors to help uh, defend him, and they took a look at the x-ray, and guess what they found it was? It, wasn't a, uh, it was not a broken vertebra. It was a congenital blocked vertebra, right? So the pediatricians made all this hubbub about how chiropractor had broken a kid's neck. So if you, if you Google it, you can find Australian chiropractor breaks kid's neck as a, as a headline. And then later on, when they actually exonerated this chiropractor and found out that he did not break his neck, this was in fact a blocked vertebra. But the problem was, is that for months, the papers in Australia were going nuts about chiropractic and how we shouldn't chiropractors shouldn't be adjusting kids and this and that and all this other stuff. And then it happened in England uh, a few uh, months later, because uh, England and Australia are you know, kind of related. Uh, and uh, they're having all these issues with uh, chiropractic. I know the, the British uh, Chiropractic Association, um, there was one guy who was attacking chiropractic uh, in uh, some British you know, journal or something. It wasn't even a medical journal. Uh, and unfortunately, the British Chiropractic Association thought it was a good idea to attack back in the press. Here is my thought process. When someone attacks you, let them, right? Let them, if it doesn't hurt anybody, just let them mouth off and then it goes away, right? Right. So that if they just say, well, chiropractor shouldn't be adjusting kids, let them say that, who cares? But instead they had this big article against this one particular doctor and then this doctor who was involved with the British Medical Association, sued the chiropractors for libel and slander and won. So there was no reason, like if the British 
uh, you know, chiropractic association, whichever one it was, just said, this guy's just mouthing off and just let it be. That would have been much better than for us to try to slam against someone, right? See, this is what happens. When you're on the defensive, right, you start doing some things that aren't the smartest thing in the world. Uh, and this was happening over and over and over again. And then the piece de resistance happened uh, a couple of years ago in Australia where another chiropractor um, was adjusting a little baby, a, a newborn, who had colic and reflux. And it was actually, if you watch the video, the whole video was actually lovely except for one little section. Uh, and the one little section was when the chiropractor adjusted the baby's uh, middle back, his thoracics. Now, I don't know if the, they uh, actually amplified this or not, but when this chiropractor adjusted, thrusted, uh, it was a manual adjustment on the child's middle back. And he's actually a pretty good chiropractor from what people tell me. He's a very well-known Gonstead chiropractor in Australia. It made the loudest noise you can imagine. But the problem was, what did, what did the baby do when that, yeah, the baby cried. And this chiropractor posted this on the internet, even though the parents were interviewed later on this video and they said, my baby had colic and reflux and the chiropractor helped and we're so happy. That's not what they focused on, was it? Right? So you have to be very cautious what you're putting out there because uh, like Dr. Webster was saying, they're gonna attack, right? They're gonna find a way to attack, they're gonna attack. So they unbelievably unleashed an attack in this one chiropractor who um, at, after that was so uh, uh, you know, blasted by the uh, different associations in Australia that he was not allowed to adjust a baby in his practice without someone actually observing him. Like you were, like you're being observed in student clinic and outpatient clinic right now, right? For a chiropractor who's been practicing for years and years, right? So amazing, you know, Dr. Webster is bringing this stuff up in the 80s and it's 2019 and we're still talking about the same stuff, right? What does Aetna and Cigna and United Healthcare and Blue Cross say about adjusting a child under the age six who doesn't have musculoskeletal complaints? What are their three words? That's very good, but it's actually not the right ones, but that's probably close. Experimental and investigational. Experimental and investigational. So unless you can prove that the, the, the child under six years old has some sort of musculoskeletal issue, which is awfully hard to prove, um, you're going to have a hard time getting uh, Aetna, United, Blue, or Cigna uh, to, to pay for your care, for the child's care, right? Um, and we found this out uh, the hard way multiple, multiple times over the years. Um, so fascinating how, you know, we're still in the same boat, right? The boat hasn't changed for the last 30 years. We're, doing, we're playing the same kind of song and dance. We're always on the defensive. Um, and to me, what I think is so amazing is like he was talking about this medical doctor here, Gutman, who I will uh, talk about later on in this course when we talk about manual therapy in children. I will talk about Gutman's uh, protege, uh, Dr. Heiner Biedemann, uh, when we talk about manual therapy in children. And because <clears throat> uh, Gutman was started the work and Biedemann is continuing the work. Um, and Gutman's blocked Atlantial syndrome in children was a predominant paper, one of the first papers talking about the positive effects of adjusting upper cervical, um, up the upper cervicals in a child uh, and seeing some amazing changes from a medical doctor, right? And if you read <coughs> osteopathic journals now, 
and some of the more fringy medical journals now, <clears throat> you will see that they are constantly talking about how chiropractic care or what they will call manipulative therapy <clears throat> helps children. Um, so what this is showing me is that even back in the 80s, you know, we're, nothing has changed. We're in the same essential boat. So why am I bringing that up? Because, you know, someday this is going to change. Someday it's going to change. And the way it's going to change is we keep on keeping on, right? We keep on trucking. It's been 120-something years now. We just got to keep on trucking and keep on trucking. And eventually the right child is going to get adjusted. Like that's what I think is going to happen. Like, the, like why is there a vaccine industry in this country? There's only one reason. Why is it so big? Yes, but who was the, there was one person, one person is responsible for the entire vaccine industry being as big as it is. One person, 1944. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. When a president dies because of a disease, right, and then they came up with this supposed vaccine for polio, right, that was why there's a whole industry is because the president died because of this disease. At some point in time, my dream is that one of you guys works on a president's child and changes that child's life, and the president goes haywire about this in a positive way, right? That's how I think this is going to happen, you know? Or maybe not the president. It could be like Madonna's kid or, you know, a famous football player or, you know, somebody who's really, really famous you know, Denzel Washington's kid, whatever. Some very famous high-profile person is going to have their kid adjusted and have it be a miraculous change, and then they're going to go around talking to people and say, you got to get your kids adjusted. <clears throat> and that's what's going to make it happen. But you know how that's going to happen? Is you guys never quit, never quit, never quit, never quit, right? And don't be afraid of if you are tapped and someone says, <clears throat> uh, Lysander, you're going to be adjusting the president's kid. Don't be afraid and say, I can't do it, right? You just got to do it, right? You know, or, or some other famous person, come, you know, Tom Cruise comes floating into town and his kid's really sick and he's like, I need a chiropractor. Drew Rubin, are you ready for this? Bring it! Right? Don't be afraid of this because we, that's how it's going to happen, right? If FDR created the whole vaccine industry, I really think that some other person can help create the, the real push for chiropractic pediatrics but it's gonna take so many of us not being afraid of telling the truth over and over and over again, especially in the face of someone who's kind of famous, right? Because I know presidents have been adjusted, there's no doubt. Bill Clinton was adjusted, President Obama was adjusted, but were they adjusted by someone who really told them the story? Or were they adjusted by someone saying, uh, it's been a real honor, can I have a picture taken with you? Um, you know, can I shake your hand during that picture? And just call me when you need me. Versus, you know, President, Trump or whoever the next person is going to be, President so-and-so, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm here talking to you about getting adjusted um, and for this whatever particular crisis or problem you're in. But you know what, how chiropractic works? It kind of works like over the long term, right? We want to change the long-term health care of your brain and your nerve system. It's not just about how your back feels. It's a long-term kind of thing. And, I, and somebody at some point in time, and I know it must be intimidating because if the president was right next to me, I'd probably be intimidated too, but you just got to bite your tongue and do it because what we've been doing is watering it down and that's why we're like nothing on the map, right? Where we should be something with this many presidents have been adjusted in the past, we should be something, but nobody's really had the, 
the chutzpah, as they would say in Yiddish, the, 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 nobody's had the chutzpah to say, President so-and-so, let me tell you why I'm really here. Right? You think I'm here because of your back pain, and that's totally cool, but I want to talk about the health care of you and of the nation. Right? And the guy's lying face down, or the, maybe even the lady someday is lying face down, and you're adjusting the president. You've got a couple of minutes to tell the story. Do it. Right? That's what we have to do. We have to tell the story and keep on telling it and telling it and telling it. Otherwise, 30 years from now, you're going to be showing a video of me, right, talking to you guys, saying the same thing, saying, you know, Dr. Rubin said this in 2019, and he's talking about Webster saying this in 1989, and, like, and we're still the same, and it's 2050, right? And I'd hate that to be the case. So let's try not to have that happen.